telling your clients that you're increasing your prices has to be one of the most stressful things, or it definitely was for me. I'm curious if you guys can relate, but there's a whole bunch of fear around, oh, are they going to say no? What's the right way to say this? Are they going to be offended? What if they end up dropping me entirely? Am I overcharging? There's a lot of questions that pop up, but it is an essential part of growing your business, especially as you start to get more leads coming in and more inquiries, and maybe you're even fully booked. You can cannot operate at the same prices that you started with on your journey. And price increases is something that you're going to have to tackle at every stage of your business as well. You don't just raise your prices once and you're like, whew, glad that's over. It's going to be a constant thing. So today I wanted to share with you some strategies to going about doing those price increases with clients. And today's episode is another special one because it is lifted from the Dishing Up Digital School. So this is a recording of a live training that I gave in our membership group, which you get access to, as well as the library of incredible trainings and self-study videos and workbooks and templates that come with the program. So if you have been interested in signing up, this is a great way to just see what it's like in uh, one of my classes, what my teaching style is. And I just feel like this is such a good lesson that everybody needs to hear. So I'm excited to give away this kind of free lesson. Uh, just a quick note though, I did teach it obviously in the group with presentation notes. So if there's any point where I'm referring to something on the slides, just know that's why. <laughs> that's why you don't have it in the podcast because obviously we can't give you visuals. This is an audio. But nevertheless, I hope you take away some great insights from today's episode. And if you want to find out more about the Dishing Up Digital School, there will be information linked in today's episode description or I'd love to invite you to sign up for my free training on how to become a social media manager. This will also be linked down below and there may or may not be a sneaky discount to the Dishing Up Digital School that you can unlock by watching this free training. So definitely check it out. Flick me a DM if you have any questions over on Instagram. And for now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Welcome. Hi, I hope you're all having a great day wherever you are in the world. Um, it is a very dark and dreary morning here in Wellington, um, but I'm not letting that get me down. I've woken up very excited for the day. I always say that if you don't wake up excited for your job, you should be changing careers because I know the feeling of waking up every single day dreading going into the office. That's what it was like for me in my previous job. Um, and that's why I love running my business so much because I've really found something that I'm passionate about, something that makes me excited to get out of bed in the morning. Now I will say not every day I am I'm jumping out with joy. Some days lack some motivation, but the overall 
sort of feeling towards my job is just genuine excitement. And I'm really excited to get into today. I have my live stream this morning. I've got a private coaching call. I've got a new layout to do for one of my regular clients. Lots on the go. But today for our live stream, we are talking all about how to tell your clients that you are increasing your price. And this is something that's really important that we have to do. Um, But it's also something that's really difficult for a lot of people, including myself, I'm going to admit. It's something that I'm not the best at. Um, But that's the great thing about being a business owner. If you're not good at something, we can just improve. We can just do better. We can just learn more. We can improve these skills. Okay. So let's dive into this juicy topic of increasing our prices, why we need to do it and how to go about it. Now, this is actually from module nine of my course. So it's a 10, going to be a 10 module course. And this is module nine because I put it towards the end because it's kind of a skill you need to develop once you've, uh, you know, you've booked your clients, you're creating the content, you've worked with a few people. And for me, I've, I've put it in module nine because it's all about, for me, building your business. It's about creating more of a consistent income and scaling your business. And for me, these are really, this is a really integral step in that scaling process, because if you're still charging peanuts for your work, you're not going to be able to turn a really good profit as your business grows, your expenses are going to grow and it's it's just not going to add up. And eventually you may even uh, lead to, it may even lead you to Uh, disliking your job and having like a lot of dissatisfaction with the work you were doing because you're being underpaid. So as I was just saying, increasing your prices is key to building a consistent and sustainable business. Working for $200 a month might seem amazing in the beginning, but this feeling will begin to wear off. You know, when we first start out, we can't even believe that someone would pay us $200 to manage their social media. Like it's the most exciting feeling. I remember when I made my first thousand dollars, I Thought, genuinely thought I'd scammed people. <laughs> I talk about this a lot, but I kept like, I didn't spend any of that money. I was so afraid people were going to ask for refunds. It seemed like so much money to me. And in my corporate job, I was only making um, like $3,000 a month. I think that might've been after tax. It was around three and a half thousand dollars before tax. It must've been below uh, 3,000 then, closer to 2,000 because I had my student loan and all of that fun stuff coming out of my paycheck. Um, but I, I wasn't earning a huge amount of money in, in my, my journalism job. So making $1,000 in my side hustle blew my mind. But very quickly, by the time I went to going full, full-time into my business, so probably like 10 months into my little business, I realized that I was working really, really hard. I was working every single day on my business. I wasn't taking breaks. I wasn't taking holidays. And I like the cost just wasn't adding up for me. And that was when I realized like, okay, it's time to do a bigger price increase. Like it's, it's time to find some bigger clients as well. Um, so that's what we're really gonna, we're gonna talk about today. And, and as I mentioned earlier, as you're growing, your business expenses are also going to increase. And if you stay on the same monthly rate, the math just won't work. So for me, as my business grew, I was hiring contractors. I made a website. So I now had a monthly website domain fee and subscription to uh, Squarespace. And then what else I had, I'd signed up for Canva at that point. I had my Photoshop um, subscription. I had my Xero subscription for my accounting. And these are all small things, but they do add up, right? 
And and for me, I always say that social media management and any sort of service-based online business, they're fantastic because you have so few overheads, you have so few expenses. But eventually, as we grow, those expenses will will increase. You know, it's not the same as when I started where I put zero dollars into my business and I didn't have like I already had a camera and that was pretty much the only thing I need. You, you know, my camera, my laptop, that's all I used for my business. It does, it does increase. And when we come up with that, you know, $200, $300 a month working with someone, when we come up with that price in the beginning, we're not thinking about those, those expenses. And we're also not thinking about making a full-time income yet. You know, it's in the dream. It's the dream. Like, man, I, I want to do this as a full-time job. It's in the plan, but we're not calculating that quite correctly. Like we're calculating a package that suits us at that time in our lives and things do change. So it's really important to be aware of your prices and to learn how to go about increasing them. So that's my little why to start us off, which is really important. The big, the big thing that I've noticed is we really avoid raising our prices out of fear people will say no, right? We're scared that we're going to be like, hey, are my price is increasing to X amount and our clients like, cool, you're too expensive, bye. And we're, we're so scared of losing all our clients or even just losing one. Like, if, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm like, I have my favorite clients, you know, <laughs> I have my clients that I love working with, who I love doing their content. And I get scared to do a price increase with them because I, I don't want them to say no and leave because I genuinely love working with them. So sometimes what I do, which is really bad, <laughs> is I'll increase prices for clients maybe that I, I don't like as much or I don't rely on as much or maybe they're smaller clients and my bigger clients who I'm like scared to go any bigger I'll like leave alone which you know don't don't copy <laughs> don't copy what I do um, but I'm just gonna say it and put it right out there there are people that are gonna say no I can't um, you know I can't just make you guys feel all, all okay and be like you know what no one's gonna say no everything's gonna be fine when you give a price increase the reality is it does happen. Your fear will come true. Someone will say no. Someone might even talk down to you. One of the first price increases that I did actually, oh, it was the second one. So I did a first price increase of something like something like $50 or something. And then four months later, I increased it by $30. So that means over, over the course of many, many months working with this client, or maybe like half a year, something like that, I had gone up by, what did I just say? Something around $80, like not even $100. Like it was a very small price increase. And that was how I really built up my prices in the beginning was these small little increases and, and small increases every time I brought on a new client. But this this was my, my first sort of client, my sort of current client that I was working with on a monthly basis that I was like, you know what, this package just isn't working. I was doing photography. I was writing their captions. I wasn't actually posting the content, but there was still a lot of content creation and management and sending that to them. And there were also a client who wanted a lot of edits. So I was like, you know what? My hours just aren't adding up. Like I'm feeling really, really annoyed with this client and the amount of time I'm spending on it because I'm just not getting paid correctly. And, and for me, $80 was a, a good, pretty good price increase because it was only something like a $300 package. So for me, um, what, that's almost like a 30%. If it was $100, it would have been a 30% price increase. 
So I went to this client and I told them about, this was the second time I was increasing their price a couple of months later. Like it had been a couple of months and I was like, due to the demand of my services, um, I'm just rolling out a small $30 or something like that price increase across all of my clients. Um, let me know if you'd like to continue and roll on to your next month's contract. And they emailed me back and they sent this really aggressive email that was basically like, if you increase your prices again, we're going to, um, we're not going to be able to work with you. This is just too many price increases, too much money, blah, 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 blah. And it made me so nervous to ever give a price increase again, right? Because I'd had such a negative reaction from this client and it really weighed a lot on, on my mind. And this is one of the key things for me that I've written in this, actually the second bullet point here. And that's, it's really important to never let your clients dictate your prices. They're looking out for themselves right? They're looking out for their own overheads, their own business costs. They want to keep you down. They want to keep you on the cheap. I mean, some people, some people like me, I mean, I'd like to think like me, I really see the value in my contractors and I really like to make sure they're paid well. And a uh, fun fact, actually, if Hannah is watching this, my community manager who I hired recently, um, I had three candidates I was kind of quite keen on for that role. And Hannah, I'm going to just going to tell you guys, she was the more expensive option. And I went for her just because I really believed in her skills and I loved her passion and excitement. And it just, it's really an interesting example because for you guys who might feel like as, as a social media manager or service-based entrepreneur, you have to have the cheapest option on the table to get chosen. That's not actually true. And I think it's a, it's a really good thing to remember that you should be happy having faith in yourself and you should be deciding your value and your worth because you're the one doing the work at the end of the day. Like your client shouldn't get to decide how much you are charging. And if you have a client that tries to do this, red flag, <laughs> red flag, wave the red flag. They're not a good person to be working with because I can guarantee you that client that is you know, turning down your price increase or talking negatively about your prices, they're going to be negative in so many other ways around um, your working with you and, and, and just your content in general and how they manage and work with you. Because that particular client that I, I had issues with in their price increase, I worked with them for another few months, might have been coming up to a year until I was finally like, I am sick of working with these people. I'm sick of being talked down to. I'm sick of being, um, excuse my French, but talked down like a, a little social media bitch. That's how they treated me. I was like, I am a damn business owner. I'm damn good at my job and I want to find better people to work with. And that was the first client I dropped. And that was terrifying as well. Price increases, dropping clients, all of these scary, scary topics. But for me, it really worked out because... I, I found that they were just so difficult in so many different ways and the way they treated me was not good. And I feel like I should have known that from the, the first sort of few months where they ne reacted quite negatively to my pay increases. And yeah, so that's what I've just sort of put in this first, first bullet point. Clients who don't want to pay you what you're worth simply aren't the right clients for you. So a lot of people stress out like, oh, if I, you know, this person doesn't want to work with me anymore because I'm too expensive, I have to lower my prices because I have to work with them. You don't have to work for them. There's other better businesses out there. There's better clients for you out there. And because this person said no, it's nothing personal against you. You shouldn't question your worth. You shouldn't question your value. All you do is you're like, okay, that's cool. This person is not the right client for me. 
they're not for me. Our businesses are not right to work together. I'm going to go out there and find someone better. And you will. And that's exactly what I did. And that was a really important lesson for me when it came to moving on from clients who don't agree with my prices, that you will find more people. And it's the scariest thing as a freelancer <laughs> to lose a client or drop a, you know, voluntarily drop a client because you have this fear of what's going to come next. You have a fear that you're not going to be able to fill that income slot. Let me tell you, every time that I've stopped working with a client or they've stopped a contract, I've been able to find someone else. So don't let that fear control you. Don't let that fear of raising your prices or that fear of you know losing a client control you from earning your worth and working with good people as well. So now I think we're going to dive into the how, the sort of the how, when we can do it, how we can do it, what to say, what to write, and really get into the nitty gritty of this. Because I know this is what a lot of people struggle with, right? They're like, okay, Ellen, I know I need to increase my prices, but I don't exactly know how. Like, what do I say? What do I do? So for me, I reassess my pricing every couple of months, actually, just to check that I feel I feel good about them. I feel happy with the work that I'm doing. And often it's like looking at individual packages, right? For me, sometimes it's like, okay, like which packages am I getting frustrated with? Like, which ones do I not really want to sell anymore? Maybe, maybe I want to make some changes to the things inside the package as well as the price. Like price isn't always the only thing. And I think it's important to point out here that just like a corporate job, there should be consistent increases in your rates and your packages for things like inflation, rising living expenses, your increasing skill and experience, you know, in a, in a normal corporate structure, you would get a promotion after a couple of years, you know, you've worked there for three years, you've gained experience and they're like, yep move on up the ladder. And it's a little bit more difficult when you run your own business because you don't have those sort of distinct pay levels that maybe when you go into a corporate job, I don't know about other people's corporate jobs, but my partner, they have a very clear, distinct pay scale uh, for each job. So you have a role and there's a pay scale within that. Once you're sort of nearing the top of that pay scale, you know, it's a great time to go to the next, uh, next job level. And it's a very good structure. You have a very clear pathway for where you're going. But when you're the boss, <laughs> when you're freelancing, sometimes it's not always as, as clear. So for me, it's really important to keep that in mind that, you know, a lot of corporate businesses are giving out, you know, a 2%, 3% annual pay rise. You know, that's almost like a guarantee. So some people have it in their contracts who are lucky and that's to cover rising living costs. It's, it's just a matter of fact. And it's something that I was thinking about as I was, um, putting together this package, actually, I was like, you know what? I, there's a couple of clients that I haven't actually raised their prices in a while, just because I haven't felt the need to, because I've been very happy with the package, the amount of work that we're doing. Um, and there's one client in particular who I haven't raised the price with in since last year, it's been a while. And that's because I was just perfectly happy with it. I was like, yep, really happy with this level of work. It's a really good, solid paycheck as well. Good, um, I, I think it's around $800, $850 a month. I'm like happy with that, stoked. And then I was like, you know what? Actually though, it's been so long that we've worked together. I should do something like a small increase to account for my rising expenses. So that's just something to, to keep in mind. And 
a lot of people may say not to, to listen to your gut when it comes to your pricing. They may not say listen to your instincts, but it is something that I always take into consideration personally. And it's something that's helped me out a lot when it comes to price increases. And it's, it's just something I wanted to flag here early because I know there are some people who are like, you know, think about, look about the industry and your expenses and look into calculating your costs and your profit and, you know, which percentage goes to tax, which percentage goes to office expenses and, and, and um, software expenses. And you can get really technical about that. And I think that's a great thing to do. But I also know for me, I, I have to have a price that feels good in order for me to sell it. I know there are some people out there who charge $4,000 for social media management, like 4,000 USD per month for social media management. And I think, first of all, I think that's awesome because I believe in the value of this industry. But for me personally, I don't yet feel confident charging $4,000. Maybe in five years, I'll be like, boom, here's a $6,000 package and I'll work with one client and it'll be awesome. <laughs> but for me right now, my comfort zone really is that $1,000 up to maybe one and a half thousand dollar spot. Like that's, that's really my zone. And even though I'm like, oh, maybe I could be higher. When I think about it, I'm like, well, a year ago, my comfort spot was $500. The year before that, 2019, my comfort spot was $200, right? So I increase each year with, with my confidence. And I will always, always listen to my gut instinct a little bit. Of course, I'm going to do the math and I'm going to think about my expenses and I'm going to think at the end of the month, okay, how much money do I actually have left as profit? You know, I'm going to look at those numbers. I'm going to be realistic, but I'm also going to listen to my gut because at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to sell these packages and I'm the one who has to deliver them. So if I'm selling a $4,000 package just because I know that's what other some, some other social media managers are selling, I'm eventually going to not be able to book clients because I'm not believing in that price and I'm not believing in the service that I'm selling. And that's going to come across in that pitching phase. So this is really a, a great example of why pricing is so important and how it can really have an impact on so many parts of your business. Now, a few other points about when to do your price increase. Um, so sometimes for me, when it comes to my price increases, I just do like round, I round up the packages every couple of months. Every couple of months, I will just do, I will just be like $50. Like, oh, this package is $450. Let's round it up to $500. Oh, this is $850. Let's round it up to $900. And it, it's funny because I could, I could just go out there and, and add, you know, $500 onto a package instead of just doing, you know, an extra $50 each month. But again, I'm working with my gut and my confidence and my increasing the skill and experience. And sometimes I will go and just chuck $200 onto a new package. I actually did this recently. I was looking at one of my photography packages and I was like, you know what, let's just put $200 on this. Let's round this up and, and get it to a good chunky package. Um, but one of the things that I do often is sometimes I will almost like trial my new prices. So what I'll do is I'll update all my packages to a certain price. I might put a little bit of a $200, $300 jump. And what I'll do is I won't roll those out to my new client. I mean, my old clients yet. I'll keep them at the same price. What I'll do is any new and incoming clients, I'll give them the new prices. And I really like this approach because there's there's no risk to... Um, to say losing one of your old clients or losing some income. 
Um, you don't have to, it kind of helps you manage that fear of giving someone a price increase. And it gives me some time to build up my confidence and test the market, test that people are interested and willing to pay those prices if it's quite like a big jump. And then once I have booked, say one or two, maybe just one client and have validated my packages, that's when I'll go back to my old clients and be like, I'm rolling out X price increase um, from X date. And that's it. I feel a lot more confident in delivering those emails. And we're going to talk about what to say in those emails in a second. Um, but because I have I've validated my packages and prices, I've built out that confidence. And I also know if I am to roll out a hefty price increase and I've already booked a new client on that you know, new price, I know that if one of my clients does say no, if they're like, unfortunately, this isn't in my budget and we can't continue working together, we can't sort of negotiate some sort of new custom package. Um, sometimes when I do a price increase, my clients will come back and they want to stay on the same price and if they're a client that I really do love working with, something I'll do is just reduce their package of content. So sometimes this might be reducing the number of posts that I do. Sometimes they start posting them themselves and I just create captions and sort of a bank of content for them every two months. So it's, it's keeping it at the same price, but I'm doing way less work. So that gives me room to take on a new client. Not ideal, but if that's something you guys come across and you are maybe short on income or you're wanting to maintain some of your clients, there is room to negotiate and I know again some people may not encourage this they may not say it's the right thing to do but I'm very I'm very aware that we should all have our own ways that we work in business and our ways that make us feel comfortable and feel more confident in our decisions so that's one of the ways that I um, sort of work with clients with price increases as well um, but that was my initial train of thought and now I've lost my <laughs> lost what I was talking about oh yeah I was just sort of talking about that that idea of of rolling it out to my old clients once I've sort of established that confidence, validated my new prices, and I'm ready to roll. And something I'll also put in that email to my old clients is I'll let them know that these have been um, my increased rates for the past, I don't know, two or three months, might exaggerate, maybe it's only been four weeks, and I'll say it's been three months. And I'll say that's been my current um, advertised price for new clients coming in for the past two months. Um, but, and I'm now, I'm now applying it to existing clients. So you can feel um, your, your older clients can feel like they have had um, a little bit of a better deal. They have worked with you for a while on a lower rate. Um, and again, this is kind of like the techniques I'm going to talk about in a second with trying to trying to make your your client feel good about a price increase. So the how to do it, there is like a, a sort of a, t a technique in, and delivering a price increase. So for me, something that I really like to do, again, some people may not do it this way, but personally, I love to give four weeks notice via email. I find this is a really considerate time frame. As a business owner myself, all of my expenses I work off are in a monthly structure, and it really gives you a lot of notice. If someone comes to you with four weeks notice, um, and maybe it's when you're sending your invoice for the, for, for the month ahead, and you go, hey, just a heads up, next month, I'm going to be increasing my prices by X amount of dollars. That's just a really nice, sensitive thing. You can sort of, a sensitive way you can go about it in a way that's not going to piss off your client, right? <laughs> this is the thing. We don't want to piss people off. We want to make this price increase as easy and breezy as possible. So again, if someone I was working with came to me and was like, hey, I'm increasing your price and sending your invoice in two days time. I'm going to be like, dude, <laughs> that's a bit rough. Like I haven't accounted that into my like forecasting and in my expenses for the month. 
Um, I have to go look at my, 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 you know, profit and see if that's something I can do, if that's going to work. And, and for me, as, as a business owner, if I was to receive that, that would put me in a really negative mood and it would reduce the chances of me saying yes to a price increase versus if you give someone plenty of notice, they have a little bit of time to think about it. They don't have to decide right then and then when you send that invoice because you're invoicing them at the, the amount that you agreed upon earlier. Um, and that's, you know, no surprise to them. They've wanted to work with you for another month. It, it just gives them four weeks to think about it and be like, okay, um, can I afford this? Is it in my budget? Do I want to continue working with a specific person? Um, in your case, you. <laughs> and it also gives you a nice chance to, again, like prove your worth a little bit. Like over that next month, if you're still putting out really quality content, if you're proving yourself indispensable to this business, they're going to be like, oh, you know, what was I thinking a week ago when I was like, oh no, I can't afford that. Like I need to keep, you know, this, I need to keep Marie on. Like I can't afford to lose her in my business. She does so much work for me. It's all about being considerate and giving someone time. Um, the other thing I've written down here is in your email, be polite as well. Don't be, you know, rude or snarky or <laughs> blunt, <laughs> but be firm right so you're not going to be like oh can I please have this price increase or I think I really deserve this or like I'm thinking about rolling out a 10% increase wondering what your thoughts are like we don't want to do that we're a boss we're a boss we're in charge here so when we roll out a price increase when we send this email we're going to be using phrases like I'm rolling out a price increase or like I'm doing this we're not going to be asking for permission we're going to be telling people this is what's happening I'm really excited to continue working with you and continue on this path of growth it's been an amazing many months working together and I hope we can continue kind of thing and and it's it's a very different tone to someone who comes in and is like hey Ellen um so I'm thinking of doing a price increase what are your thoughts on this um do you still want to work with me <laughs> like it's, it's a very different tone so that's the first couple of things to remember when it comes to going about uh delivering your price increase giving them time giving them a good amount of notice maybe sending it with an invoice for the month ahead um but not actually on that invoice <laughs> don't implement the price increase like oh my God, don't do it. Don't do it like straight away. Don't send an invoice and be like, oh, here's your invoice for the month. By the way, I've just increased it by hundred dollars. Goodbye. <laughs> They're going to notice. You can't just sneak it in there. Um, yeah. So give them notice, be polite and, but be firm about your price increase. The next few notes I have is make sure you establish your value and what you bring to the table. So this is like I was talking about earlier, you know, that four week period, they can really see all the amazing work that you're doing. Um, for me, another thing I do is I often notify someone about a price increase in the same email when I'm sending them a stats report, a little look at their insights, um, all the details about what we've sort of done for that month, you know, all the amazing posts that have done really well, uh, the posts that have had really high engagement or really good saves, or, you know, the percentage of content interactions, how that's increased, you know, little things like that. So that my client can see all of the, you know, the, de the details and all of the things that I've improved. And then they see the price increase and they're like, oh, Ellen's worth it. You know, like, look at all this amazing work she's done. Like, 
oof, ideally don't want a price increase, but you know what? She's worth it. That's the attitude we want our client to have when we deliver a price increase. So likewise, if you've had like a really busy month, like sometimes this happens. This happens if you have been, you know, running your your business um, for an extended period of time or, you know, a year or two, you might have months where maybe you took a bit of a holiday, maybe you slowed down a little bit, and maybe you did not... I don't want to say you didn't deliver the best results because we always want to do the best thing for our clients. But you know, sometimes you have good months. Sometimes you have amazing months. Like maybe say if you were working with, uh, for for example, for me, I work with uh, coaches and other service-based entrepreneurs and help them run their social media. So maybe I had worked with a client and we'd just done a launch. So we'd had a really big month where we were launching their new package, their new service, which involved a little bit of extra work for me. I really put in the hard yards. That would be the perfect month to go to my client and be like, hey, just, you know, delivering, you know, this is my price increase. (laughs) And it's coming off the back of a really fantastic month where I've really proved my value and also a little bit cheeky, but I know my client has also had a successful month in terms of their revenue. You know, they have a good amount of profit. They've just launched something new. We had a lot of interest. Um, I mean, I don't have access to their accounting system, so I don't know how much money they made, but it's like an assumption that they've had a really good month. We've both had a really good month together. That's a great time to deliver a price increase versus a month that maybe is a little bit slower. Like, I, I don't know, some businesses really slow down in January. You know, it's it's after that busy Christmas season, very common with product-based businesses. A lot of them take holidays in January because they made all their money in December and not as many people are shopping in January. It's just a you know matter of fact. Maybe that's not the best um, time to deliver a price increase for that certain client. But I also know it is actually quite standard to do price increases in the new year because it's, it's a new year. It's, it's just a nice, easy time. When I was thinking about this, I find, I don't know about you guys, but I find like my hairdresser, people like places like spas, they always tend to roll out an annual price increase after the holiday season. And and I guess that could be a great thing to do. If you're someone who wants to do big, chunky price increases, you don't want to go about raising your prices by you know, like $50 every three months or $100 every three months. Maybe you just want to roll out something like big juicy $500 or something like that. A good time to do that could be an annual thing. So once a year, you have a really regular routine where you're like, okay, this is when my price increases go up. This is when I'm going to roll it out to all clients. I'm not going to, you know, particularly tailor different times to different clients. It's just going to be a flat increase across everyone. That is an approach you could take. And I know I've just said, you know, better have your clients do it in a good month, but that could be if you're just really worried about losing a client and you really feel like they're not going to say yes, that's an approach you could take. Whereas maybe for someone like me, now that I'm further along in my business, I'm more established, I have more clients in my book, I can be someone who could be like, okay, every January, I'm going to roll out a 30% price increase across all my services. And I go through, I update my Google Doc with my prices that I share with new inquiries. Um, I update anything listed on my Instagram. I update my website, all of those little things. Um, It could just be standard yearly price increase. That's another way you could do it. Um, But I also know some of us don't want to wait an entire year or wait six months to have a price increase if we're feeling some friction or some tension now around our current pricing. If you're working for free, 
you don't have to give them four weeks notice because four weeks working for someone for free is a long time. And I believe by working for free, you're actually doing them a huge favor and you don't owe them that kind of notice, right? I give four weeks notice to my current paid, especially my higher paying clients because I, I respect them and I have a respect for their business and what they do. Not to say I don't respect people or didn't respect people that I worked with for free, but it's a different relationship, right? And I just don't think if you, if, say if you work with someone for an entire month or even two months for free, you don't want that to roll into three months or two whole months working for free. It's a lot of your time. And I really believe it's important from the beginning to always charge for your time. Now, I know for those of you watching who have already sort of booked a, new, a free client or a friend or a family friend or someone you knew, um, the, you know, you can't go backwards in time now. <laughs> but for, for those of you who are still on the hunt for your first client, maybe, or you're just getting started, I always recommend from the beginning charging from charging for your time even if it means starting small at, you know, $100, $200, $300 a month. You know, my first coaching package that I did um, where it was just like a one-off strategy session and I also took some photos for them, I charged $150 New Zealand for all of that. Like I literally shot like 200 photos for this person, then sat down for an hour and taught them everything they needed to know about um, Instagram. And I only charged them $150. And at that time it felt fantastic because I was building my confidence. Um, I didn't have many clients at that time. And that was another testimonial for me. It was someone else I could add to my portfolio. At that time, I was really diving into doing um, portrait photography for service-based businesses as well. So it gave me someone to put on my portfolio for that when I only had one other person at that stage. So there are there were little things that really, I guess, kind of balanced out the price. And for me, I was really excited. I felt like that $150 was an easy win for me at that time. Um, so even if you're just starting out, it can be something really, really small in terms of your price that you're charging. And I know a lot of people, again, some other gurus might say, you know, oh, from the beginning, you should be charging, you know, the standard industry rates, you know, you should be up near $1,000. But I also know realistically, when we're starting out, we don't have the confidence to do that, right? It can be really scary. And it also can be really scary to deliver those kind of results for someone. You know, if there's a business that you're paying you $1,000, they're going to expect a really good service. Um, and sometimes, not to say we're not good at our jobs when we're starting out, but sometimes we just simply don't have the resources or experience to deliver at that sort of level that maybe they're looking for. Um, so I'm just a realist and I like to say that in the beginning, we, we, we do have to start small with our prices. Um, I had one of my first, this is just a little fun story time, extra note for you guys. I had one of my first free clients. So I had two, two free clients that I worked with in the beginning. So a little bit hypocritical, but it's more of a learn from my experience and advice. Don't work for free, always charge, even if it's a small amount. Um, but when I was first starting out, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So I did two clients that I worked for for free over the period of January and February in 2019. Um, I went on holiday to Italy in the middle of it. So that's why I probably took quite a while. Um, but I had two free clients that I worked with. And when I went to one of my clients, one of the free clients that I really loved, they designed little um, vegan 
vegan leather purses, like little wallets, which I just like adored. And I also just, I loved the fashion side of it. That was really what I was wanting to niche on and on. Um, I decided at that point, the fashion and beauty industry. So I went to, I put together this proposal, put together the price and everything. I'm like, this is what my services are going to cost moving forward. Like I've loved working with you, blah, blah, blah. And she just came back and was like, no, sorry, it's too expensive for me. And it was so disheartening. But I didn't let it hurt me too much. I just picked up and I was like, okay, let's just use this testimonial. Let's use these examples for my work and let's just go out and find another client, right? And that's exactly what I did. But fun fact, three months later, this this client that I'd worked with for free continued to follow me. Um, They were in the Facebook group that I was using to book new clients. So they saw my posts popping up. And three months later, they actually came back and they wanted to pay me. They wanted to hire me to do just, it was still a small package. I'm pretty sure it was still only $200 or $300. But again, it was in my third month of business. So it was like, hell yeah, bring it on. (laughs) New client, 300 bucks a month. Awesome. Um, but I, I just find it really interesting that sometimes even if you say someone says no to you at that time, maybe further down the track, you will find that they do have, you know, income, maybe their profits have increased, their sales have increased, and they do have a bit of um, income that they could invest in you. And sometimes people come back. And again, it's all about just delivering a nice quality service, being a good person. When you go about delivering your price increase, you're really still polite. You're really genuine. You show your value. And even if they don't say yes at that time, you could still have an impact on them. And maybe like, I don't know about you guys as a business owner, but I have goals, you know, like I have little goals in my head. Like when I was always like, okay, I really want to hire like this person, or I really want to hire this, this role in my business. And I have that little goal in mind for six months, maybe even a year. And it's in my mind and I'm constantly looking for people who could fill that role potentially in the future. I'm working towards that. So you never know what kind of impact you have on people in terms of that, that could be long lasting and in the future, they may want to work with you. Again, I have had many clients who I've worked with, with maybe like just a photo shoot. We've done a one-off photo shoot. And then a few months later, they've come back and be like, actually, I want another photo shoot and I want you to do my social media management. You know, I want to increase package. I really want to dive into this. Um, so always think about that. Even though it's a no now, it could be a yes later or they're just not the right client for you. Again, that message that I had in the beginning. Um, So just to finish off, I've put this little bit of a script together. Um, Again, I always encourage you to to personalize any sort of scripts that I give. Um, In the Dishing Up Digital School, I give quite a few of them. Um, And I think they're really helpful. It gives you a little bit of a guide. But again, I want you guys to personalize this, make this sound like you. Obviously, you'd have um, a little bit more of an intro. You'd be like, dear XYZ, whatever your client's name is. Maybe you'd have like happy Saturday or, well, we don't want to be working on a Saturday. <laughs> happy Thursday, <laughs> something like that. Like, hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe, blah, blah, blah. And then likewise, at the end, you might have something to sign off or you might be sending this with, as again, as I said earlier, you might be sending it with um, a stats or insight report. Uh, But basically this says, I've loved working with you for the past X month and it would be fantastic to continue growing your online community and brand. So I'm not going straight in with like, I'm increasing my prices. Here it is. Bye. Like I am warming them up a little bit. (laughs) I'm using a little bit of butter here. (laughs) 
Um, from X date, I will be increasing my prices to X amount as my business continues to grow and also the growing demand for my services. Yeah, I think that sentence might be, need a little bit of work. I was playing around with that um, last night. I was like, do I basically just trying to indicate with people like my demand is growing. I'm booking out my services more. Again, that's a really natural place to have a price increase, right? Like if you can't fit in a new client, if you're fully booked, that's an indication that your prices are too low. Everybody wants to work with you because you are a great deal. You deliver fantastic results, fantastic work, and your your price is too good to be true, right? <laughs> so that's always something that I like to put it, point to my clients in a price increase. Use that phrase, growing demand, or something along those lines to indicate like, hey, I have a lot of clients on my books now. It's not like when we first started working together and, you know, I had no experience and no clients, you know, it's changed now. Um, and yeah, that's a nice sort of phrase to work into your little email to them. I can assure you that the, you, the fantastic improvements you've seen with your account and your per, your personalized one-on-one management with me would only continue to flourish. Again, that was just something that I just put together as a little bit of an example, like, you know, talk about how the dynamic of you has worked together, what your selling point is. So again, it's coming back to like when you were pitching to the clients, when you're learning to pitch your services you know, what was your unique factor? For me, it's always the fact that I'm not this huge faceless agency, right? I'm not this huge brand that, you know, you talk to a new person every single week when it comes to your advertising or your marketing. I am a small boutique agency, which means you get a personalized one-on-one experience with me. So I'm going to bring that back up and remind people when I give them a price increase. So that gives you a little bit of, a little bit of an idea of something you could say. Likewise, if this was um, someone coming in that you'd been working with for free, you could come back and be like, I'm getting ready to officially launch my business. And I'm now from X date from next week, even maybe it could be, I'm going to be rolling out these pub prices publicly. Um, I'd love to give offer you the chance to secure a spot with me first. Like that's a great way to word it, isn't it? Make it sound like I'm giving you like a, some sort of special deal or you get first dibs. You know, I'm only going to be taking on a limited amount of clients and, and working with them. Would you like to be one of them? Like It's all about spinning the story and putting a positive spin on it. And again, you can see how this sort of, these sort of phrases that I've given you have that sort of politeness, but that power and that firmness. We're not asking for a pay rise. We're telling them this is how it's going to be. And would they like to continue working together because you've really enjoyed the past few months, you know? It's putting the question on them, um, but it's not giving them the opportunity to sort of question your prices as much. And again, that's the really important thing. Don't let your client dictate your prices. Cool. So that's the end of this little lesson. I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Thank you guys so much for joining me live or if you're watching the replay, have a good rest of your day. Bye guys. <laughs>